0: You are such a monster for not being able to understand somebody else's perspective. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. This is a podcast where Matt and I discuss good things and bad things. And fine things. I like that the way this intro has kind of hashed out is that you feel a lot of pressure to say something immediately after I say we're going to talk about good things and bad things.
1: Yeah, I never think about it until two seconds before, and then I think, oh my god. You, you know, you I gotta know that. think, I'm not, I gotta I think fast the, to my feet right mean now. I to cast
0: any dispersions, but you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you haven't thought about it.
1: <laughs> I think, oh, well, I can't wait to discuss stuff with Andy. And then the intro comes, and I think, oh no. And then all of a sudden, I'm there on the you spot. are,
0: in that moment. And you're like, oh, How kind of does this catch me off geez. guard every single time? Wish I had something witty to say here.
1: Every time I come up with, my name is Matt, or I'm Matt. That seems to work out really well, though.
0: So... You're in the hot seat, though. I like that about the intro. Let's let's keep it that way and definitely not change it. Okay, cool. Well. You could just come up with something else you say, like, robotically in response that then becomes part of the intro, and that would then pass priority back to me to say something, say the first unexpected thing, the first new thing. uh, Nah, we can keep the unexpected stuff to me. I know what you're going to say.
1: You know what I'm going to say. Dishwashers are
0: bad. Garfield is bad. I don't like cars. I know what you're going to say. Well, I'm so glad you think you know what I'm going to say, man, because... (laughs) This is the episode I decided I think I'm going to throw you for a loop. I'm going to mix you all up. All right. Bikes. Good. Oh, who could have seen that coming? (laughs) So I think on this podcast and on past work of ours, we have established ourselves as people that favor logic. We like science. We like things that can be proven. We like things that can be tested and be shown to be repeatable. We are of that particular kind of person. Sounds a lot like me. You're talking about. I'm talking about you, Matt. I'm talking about me. These are the things I think our listeners understand about us. They look at us and they say, "There are two, for better or worse, rational, logical young men that are out there in the (laughs) world trying to make trying to make their way through the world." Look at
1: those rational young men. For worse, for worse.
0: (laughs) I say there's a lot of people out there giving rational young men a bad name. (laughs) I gotta say, it is a it it is a real thing. So, this week, Matt, I would like to talk about astrology, and I think...
1: Well, now I know what you think, because it's just the opposite of what I'm supposed to think. That's exactly. what I know.
0: <laughs> well, so I, I, would, I would expect you, Matt, and most of our listeners out there to think that you and I would believe that astrology is a bunch of hooey. What a bunch of hocus pocus. What a bunch of homeopathy. <laughs> Wait, I said that I said bunch- that word all weird. What a bunch of homeopathy. <laughs> What about just Scientology? Sure, what about you that? And those people could be, I mean, that's a logical conclusion, right? Like the way that we approach the world, the way we, we dissect things, you would look at astrology and you would say, no, there is no scientific significance to the month of the year in which you were born. There is yep. no reason we have any evidence to believe that the location of the planets in the solar system and, you know, whatever has any effect on you as a child in development or your mother when she's pregnant with you or any of the things that people that are into astrology at least purport to believe. I'm glad you started by defining it, because my first question was going to be, do you think astrology and astronomy are the same thing? (laughs) No, I did not get confused (laughs) about words. Uh, Okay, well then now I'm even more confused. Astronomy is great, but no, I'm talking about astrology. (laughs) I'm talking about the thing you open up in the newspaper, and it says, you are a cancer, you're a little crab man, and today you're going to find love when you pick up that gum wrapper uh, on the subway platform, or whatever. I'm also going to have to expose on this episode, I've basically never read a horoscope. I don't know how they read. I'm assuming it's somewhere between a fortune cookie and a poem. I don't actually know. It's like Um, a fortune
1: cookie with a month attached. That's about it.
0: Yeah, a month month and cookie. Yeah. So, I think people are going to expect us to come down pretty hard on this. And I will freely admit that for a large part of my life, I did come down pretty hard on this. Friends of mine who I consider to be totally rational, totally reasonable people... It would come up somehow in conversation that they read their horoscope every day. And I would go, why are you doing that? You know it's just total trash. It's garbage. It has no meaning. They're all completely generic. Like, why would you even waste your time doing that? And usually, my poor friends had to just retreat from my stubborn insistence that I knew what was right for them, uh, which is something I, of course, regret. But, you know, you live and you learn. Was this before or after Dishwasher Talk? Uh, well, it depends on what, how the party progressed, <laughs> if we yeah. got to dishwashers first or astrology first. Um, and so my, my first thing I sort of came around to is just accepting that people like what they like, and if someone's into astrology, there's no reason to try and talk them out of that. That is the first, first step towards growing up that baby Andy made. Well,
1: uh, hold on a second. That feels like the opposite of, the, of your, your version of the premise of this show, which is no! that...
0: What? <laughs> that's the argument
1: that I make about This stuff, is the corner you keep trying to
0: paint me into. People can yes. like what they like, and it can be a bad thing, and that's okay. That's what I've said a million times. I never want to tell people not to like
1: something. I remember the episode where you said, Hoodie Allen, undeniably good, anyone who doesn't like him is bad. Do you remember that one? We now you tape? are just
0: blatantly trolling, and our listeners are going to see you right through your guys. <laughs> right through your Hoodie Allen. Right okay. through your Hoodie Allen you've pulled up over your face. I never... Want to tell people they can't like something or shouldn't like something. That's fair. That is not the point of this show at all. That is fair. I agree with that, actually. I'm just making fun of you. I know. <laughs> and you really know how to dig girls and girls in because you know me pretty well. And you're taking advantage of our intimate friendship, and you're really getting to me. <laughs> yeah, six minutes into the podcast. So I don't want to do that. And I, there was a time in my life where I certainly would have wanted to do that. Uh, and let's, you know, so at some point I crossed that threshold in, you know, pubescence or you know late teenage years and realize like oh i should stop trying to force my opinions on everybody else that's not really productive uh so there was a much bigger time in my life where i now would no longer argue with people about astrology but i would still they would bring it up and i would kind of you know invisibly roll my eyes or just go okay they're into this stupid thing that makes no sense and you know check that off in the little judgmental column where i'm gonna Here's a flaw against my friend's rational, <laughs> rational brain that they are actually susceptible to this astrology thing. Um, however, I have turned a corner on astrology and the turner I have corned, but the, turner, the corner I have turned yeah. is not a corner where I'm reading my horoscope every day. As I said, I still don't read them. It's not, it's a corner where I, I still, it's not a thing for me, right? I do not like horoscopes. I don't like astrology. I'm not going to be into it anytime now or in the future, unless I get hit on the head or something uh the person i am is not going to be into that but i recognize that it's a pretty good thing it's a pretty great thing uh and i'm gonna make really? the argument to you matt that astrology yeah. is actually a really really great thing
1: okay for i guess i guess the first thing is, is it's a great what it's a good what it's not a good science that's for sure
0: well you say it's not a good science but what what, what makes it not a good science it being labeled pseudoscience on Wikipedia. That would be like a good starting point, I think. I mean, so where does uh something like astrology fit in your world versus something like science fiction? Which science fiction's also bad science, right? Uh yes. But one is undeniably labeled fiction,
1: and the other, people pretend to be real.
0: How many people that read their horoscope do you actually have you actually talked to and who actually even know the root of what the astrologist or the horoscope writer is purporting to be, uh, you know, reporting on, or actually believe it. Have you ever talked to somebody that's actually like that? No, I don't know about that.
1: I have to say, I've definitely not dug in with my friends nearly as much as you have and told them that they're bad people for liking astrology. It's more been a thing in my life where I hear someone say it and I think, ah, well, that seems kind of stupid, but I'm probably not going to talk about that. I'm just going to let that one go.
0: Because I have talked to some people about it, and I have asked them. And the thing that always used to bother me is when pressed, when you say... Do you actually believe that Mercury being located behind the sun at the moment you happen to have crowned uh, affected your life in some meaningful way? Everybody I know that reads horoscopes goes, of course not. That's ridiculous. And I go, well, then why are you reading these things? They're total poppycock. Because it seems like the logical thing, right, Matt? Like, you get people to understand that it's not science. These people are not yeah. being tricked. They don't, they don't, they're not fundamentally throwing away the rules of logic by reading this horoscope. They're just, they don't buy into whatever the fiction is. It's a fiction. It's a fiction in the same way that science fiction is a fiction. But yes. that doesn't mean it's not valuable or great. Uh,
1: sure. I think the thing that bothers me are things that purport to be not fiction and then are super clearly fiction.
0: You're, you're a real Holden Caulfield. You just hate a phony. You just don't want anybody faking hate it. I hate these phonies. And I, Matt, I, f- I feel you so much because I am right there with you. There's nothing worse than somebody with lying about the thing they're ostensibly doing. But I've started like a to a real kind of-
1: Like a real L. Ron Hubbard, you know? I don't, mind, I don't mind science fiction. I, in fact, really like science fiction. But- once you get an L. Ron Hubbard in the situation, make it a religion. Now I think you're an asshole.
0: Let's save L. Ron Hubbard because that is on my list of things. I don't want Am I get allowed to say deep. asshole on the show or do I have to beep that out? I think you should beep. Uh, you know how sometimes they beep it, but they just beep the hole? I think you should do yeah. that. So okay. the bad word is there, but hole is gone. Okay, good. Because the bad word just means donkey. But so you hate a phony, Matt. I hate a phony. I'm a real and I hate Caulfield. a phony too. But I've also come to, s- to recognize that I think astrology and horoscopes are more like, let's uh, Let's take the example of like a sleight-of-hand magician, right? What is yep. a sleight-of-hand magician if not somebody that is lying to you about what they're doing, right? Yeah. Like The whole point is they're making a thing pop out of anywhere, and you and I are sitting there going, you didn't conjure that dove out of nowhere, and you didn't just you know, pull all of those rags out of your like, lower intestine. Like, these is, we know it's not true, but that doesn't yeah. make the entertainment any less exciting. And part of the entertainment is the conceit, right? If they don't get up on that stage and pretend like they're doing this thing, then it loses a lot of the magic, in the same way that I think if people writing horoscopes were like, yeah, the location of these planets doesn't matter at all, we're just writing these things down to give you a different perspective on your life every month, or every week, or day, or whatever, I think it would lose a lot of the, the magic, a lot of the fun, a lot of the reason Maybe. people would find value in it.
1: But don't, like, pen and Teller are a successful thing, that's kind of like losing all of the conceit, and it's still a fun thing. So I don't know, do you like, I feel like, uh, isn't that the reason we all hate Chris Angel and we like Penn and Teller? Because I don't know
0: enough about Penn and Teller or Chris Angel. They Singel. skirt the
1: bullshit Did Penn and Teller tell you how to do all their tricks? Is that the whole point? Yeah. They have a whole show where you try to stump them and do a trick that they don't know how to explain. That's kind of their whole thing is like explaining the truth behind magic.
0: Yeah, I can see how you would like that. <laughs> That's definitely up, up your alley and my alley as well. I, I would be into that as well. But I, I don't think that the existence of them means that a whole industry that I think is built on this thing I'm describing, which is. We're going to pretend like something here is magical, and everyone yep. in the room is going to be under, except for maybe children, is, are going to be under the understanding that, of course, it's not real magic, but this thing is still amazing and valuable regardless. Okay.
1: So I guess we have to get to, we're, we're on the same page there. Like, if, if you just see it as a bunch of silly business, and we have fun anyway, I don't understand what makes it good. I understand what makes it not evil. So you want to explain to me what makes it good? I'm going to do
0: that right now. That's oh, good. the point of this podcast. This is great. Thank God. This podcast is brought to you by Andy and Matt's opinions. We have them. Boop, 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 boop. Randy. <laughs> so I want, I want to go to this. Here's where I want to take the conversation. Um, I want to compare this to therapy, specifically like going to see a therapist and talking to them about your problems and having them talk back to you uh, and potentially provide you some insight. Um, I have never been to a therapist. It is something I have thought about, not because I suffer from any debilitating uh, you know, problems in the way I process the world or not because I'm unable to do something, but just because I think it'd be very interesting to get a different perspective on on me. Like I I I'm the kind of person that like if I could just sign up tomorrow to like, you know, do a month long sleep study where I just live in a room and they put sensors on me and then they give me all these cool graphs at the end. I'm like super into that. Like I'm really into learning different things about myself. Okay. So I've talked to a lot of friends that have or currently do go to a therapist. And something that they've all kind of noted is that the therapist doesn't really do anything. Like, if you're going in expecting for it to be magical and for this person to be, like, a wise, all-seeing person that's going to be able to understand you in some deep, fundamental way, better than you understand yourself, uh, that's just simply not how it works. You're not going to see some magically talented person. Uh, I'm sure there's some people that are talented at this. But but the point is that therapy is really—it's a process. Like, it's a thing— that there's documented things, you can go and you can get a degree in this, and there's researched, academically proven processes where, you know, you do these tactics, right? You do something called active listening, where you basically just repeat back things that someone is telling you in a different way uh, to both confirm that you're listening and also so they can hear it coming out of somebody else's mouth. You ask them certain questions that are somewhat scripted, or if not scripted, like there are a prescribed kind of patterns, right, where you're trying to get a certain direction and you're pushing them perhaps out of their normal paths of thinking, uh, there's, there's ways to go about this in a way that it's, it's completely predictable. And so predictable, in fact, that you could hypothetically build like a computer that would just, you know, be as good as, of a therapist as a therapist is, right? If it was sufficiently complicated in its artificial intelligence. Because the person bringing all the stuff to the table is, of course, the person that is going to therapy, not the person that is there in the room. Which is to say that the whole reason people really go to therapy is just to be forced by some outside force to think about their life in a different way. Uh, So someone's going to, you're going to say something, someone's going to say it back to you in a different way, and you're going to go, oh, I never thought about it quite that way. Or someone's going to say something to you that is completely obvious, right? Like They're going to tell me and you, Matt, like, oh, you really, logic is something you really value. And it's totally obvious. You would know it as soon as someone said it. But the act of them saying it to you makes you think about it somewhat differently. It's just, it's this thing where you're getting a different perspective. You're thinking about the things you already know in a different way. And that provides real value that actually, for lots of people, like helps them, you know, be more mentally and physically healthy in the world. Does that all make sense? It does. So,
1: I agree with your premise on therapy, but I still, beyond having the smallest link to astrology, I'm I haven't made the leap yet. I also think uh, if if like we're just talking about that scale from astrology to to therapy, like I'm sure you talking at a white wall would also then therefore be good in the same way that astrology is good. Is there something I don't know about uh, the scientific method of
0: astrology and how that's proven to help people? Well, something I don't want to do is is compare so directly therapy to astrology. I don't mean to imply that astrology is as valid as therapy because, like I said— Well, because that would be stupid. Well, I mean, therapy is something that does have some academic rigor behind it. It's something that's been Mm -hmm. proven to a certain degree. It's a thing that people study and, you know, go through lots of schooling to understand and sort of better harness. Yes. But I don't think you need to necessarily have all of that rigor to still have a shred of what makes that thing good. And for me, what it seems like astrology does for the people for whom I know it to be valuable is it... In the same way that, you know, the things the therapist says to you are prescriptive, you could probably guess what they're going to say before you go into the room and, and, you know, actually ask it to them. Uh, You know, horoscopes are prescriptive. They're, oh, something bad's going to happen or, oh, you're very lucky or, oh, whatever. Uh, But committing to this idea, reading it, caring about it, causes you to think about your life in a different way in the same way that going into a room and talking to somebody about your problems causes you to think about your life in a different way. And that has real benefits on your brain and how it works. And in the same way that, like, therapy may not be for me, right? I've never gone, I've thought about it out of curiosity. Uh, I've made it this far in life without feeling like I really needed it. In the same way that it might not be for me, uh, horoscopes may not be for me. Like, I'm not saying everybody has to get that value out of it. But if some shred of people are getting that kind of value out of it, or at least are, you know, thinking about this thing in a way that is enriching their life, uh, it seems to me like a pretty straightforward good thing. Like. You know, one of the best things about the world is if you don't like it, you don't have to read it, right? You can completely pass it by. But for some people out there, I do feel like this thing is actually providing some real value.
1: Well, I don't really buy that because in the same way that like cliche advice, let's say it's undeniably good because for the most part, it's doing good. But I think because of the way it portrays itself, it can hold too much weight because it holds too much weight. It's kind of like general bullshit. Or cliche premise can get someone to take it too seriously and go too far with it. Like I see it as in the same way that like someone would say like, well, you know, holistic medicine isn't really hurting somebody until they take it so far that they're like they've put so much weight into it, and now we're gonna we're not gonna use real treatment. We're gonna use holistic medicine because I've heard that X, Y, and Z about it. So I'm not gonna get my cancer treatment. You know what I mean? Like Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Avoiding real advice or avoiding real therapy avoiding real solutions to problems because you have found a thing that makes you generally feel better it
0: doesn't really hurt you that much so how can it hurt until it does well i'm glad you brought that up because i think that this is also something that sets astrology apart in this world of like faith-based not backed up by what i'll call the matt andy uh you know logical reasoning yeah Uh, i will talk at some point i'm sure about other religious institutions about something like homeopathy or acupuncture uh, or Scientology or other things that n- instead of just offering a faith-based thing, they offer the faith-based thing and insist that they in fact know better than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and what you'd get there is people that are unduly invested to their own self harm. Uh, and that's a thing that I do think is a real problem. Yeah. One of the things I think really sets astrology apart is I think it's very difficult to make the argument that it ever does any bad in the world. Like, who is like, well, my horoscope said that uh, I better, you know, not get in a car so I'm not going to drive to this job interview I have. Like, I, I don't think anybody takes it that seriously. And I don't think that the astrology industry, which I'm sure there is some kind of industry that I know very little about that is actually out there making some money off of writing these things for newspapers or whatever, uh, Stands to gain almost nothing from these people, right? Like, it, it's not a predatory thing in the same way that you can look at other industries that are making money off of their patrons, their believers, and say, uh, these people are clearly here for some other reason. They're, they're, they're being strung along because they offer some benefit to the people that are providing this service. I don't see that in astrology. I don't see the harm. It seems like the most harmless, completely, uh, you know, com- it's a completely harmless faith-based system. One of the most ah. harmless ones I can think of.
1: I, I, I still don't buy it. I think even a, the snake oil salesman, he makes just a little bit of money. It's not a huge industry. He still sells you some bullshit, and you use that in place of something else. But who's even, who's even the snake oil salesman here? Who's, <laughs> who's, who's making money off of astrology? However you're spending money on the thing, right, whether it's through attention or actual money, someone is benefiting. You know that from using the internet and from making web apps and stuff, just because you don't pay for it doesn't mean someone
0: isn't benefiting from it so i don't buy that man what i know about web apps is we make them and charge people for them and even we don't benefit from them so i don't know so here's the thing though
1: i don't i don't buy it just because it's doing a minimal amount of damage instead of a lot of damage that doesn't make it a good thing it just makes it like an easily replaced thing that someone could probably be getting more value out of like it's the same honestly to me it's the same as watching a shitty movie it's Saying that it's fine is the same as saying that, like, House Hunters, or saying that it's good is the same as saying that House Hunters is good because, like, well, you know, somebody didn't go out and kill somebody at the same time. Or, like, well, it's kind of okay, and I've never seen anybody start a war because of House Hunters. Like, that's kind of a bullshit premise. It
0: doesn't and mean anything. You can point out my own hypocrisy in that I have said on this show that you only get so many minutes on this planet, and every minute you waste on something that is not... Providing benefit to you is time essentially wasted, which makes a thing bad, right? Like, so neutral is bad. So go therapy.
1: Stop reading your horoscope and go to therapy if you only have a set amount of time in this world, which you do. I mean, maybe we're going to come up with some sort of actual, maybe we'll use real science to come up with a way to live forever. But until then, maybe stop reading your stupid horoscope and go do something real. Well, <laughs> I agree with you that it's okay. not damaging, right? So, I agree with pu- you that it's not damaging so the same way the breaks, that-
0: Pump the brakes, big guy. I'm glad you up snake not oil, and you keep talking about how this is not real, and that's something I really want to push back on because what is real in your definition? I think you're describing real as something that okay. is proven on the if terms to which will satisfy you.
1: Here's yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you read your horoscope,
0: it's not real because it's not actually going to come true. There's just a bunch of cliches that but apply to everybody. But that's the thing. It, 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 it coming true is not what makes it valuable. I this is something and. I have been on your side for so long, Matt, uh, that I know exactly where you're coming from. But I really think that the placebo effect is real. It is a real thing. It is not mm-hmm. some figment imaginary made-up thing. Like, it is a thing that is real, that you can control and you can harness, and you can do use it to affect people's lives in a real way. Uh, and I, I made the comparison to therapy because I think it's useful to think about how a therapist is not this magical, you know panacea it's just a person that is going to go through a more or less you know precept process that is proven to help people uh and that fact that it's predictable is not does not render it useless uh and that's the only kind of comparison i was going to make i don't think that people that get value out of horoscopes would get much more value out of going to therapists and to go to therapy instead uh, i think it's a very different thing i think some people are going to get something out of it some people aren't and the overlap is incidental, uh, if at all. Probably not even I th- no, correlated. No, I think
1: it's basically a split. I think if you're using it in place of therapy, that's harmful. If you're using it as light entertainment, well, then same argument as as bad TV shows and bad movies and no, bad things. No, but
0: it's, it's somewhere in between. Why? Uh, I don't think you should use it in place of therapy, because if you need therapy, you need therapy. Or if you're cool. Really gonna so, undeniably
1: bad in place of therapy. Why is it undeniably good in place
0: of bad entertainment? It's or in not place of that ba- either. Sorry, in it's place not, of good entertainment? It is not just popcorn Empty entertainment. Uh, I, I, maybe some of them are entertainingly written, but I don't think that's what people read them. People read them, I think, because it gives them a different perspective on their life, which is valuable for them. They want to go through that day thinking about this thing that not given this external piece of information, not given this external uh, you know, stimulus, They wouldn't have been thinking about the things they will thank for. They wouldn't have been thinking about uh, the friends that they've had for their entire life. They wouldn't have been thinking about the one person that they always get really mad at, and they're going to try not to get mad at that person that day. Like, I think these things are actually valuable. And Matt, you can say, like, they're not going to come true. They're totally prescriptive. But none of that matters if, you know, if we decided to do a study and measure people's serotonin or measure people's, you know, uh, levels of stress. And if if they were shown to be reduced, how much could you actually argue that it wasn't real anymore? Look, I agree with you that the placebo effect is a thing that can be used to benefit somebody. What
1: I'm saying is this is like pretty uncontrolled, not really uh not that well understood, and it could be replaced by so many things that are better. There's no way What could that be I'm replaced gonna... by if it's better? Uh okay, let's say you look at a picture that somebody who has a horrible life every day before you go to work, and that's gonna make you much more appreciative about your life. It just like let's say the measured effects of that are greater. If that was better, why isn't that in the newspaper? Because maybe they don't know yet. Maybe he, I just he, created a whole new industry, the looking at sad people industry, and I'm going to change the
0: world. Here's where I'm confused, Matt. I, yeah. You have said multiple times that you are very interested in understanding why something is popular. And horoscopes in astrology are undeniably popular and have been for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. People continue to read them. People continue to do it for some reason. I'm proposing a reason, and all you're saying is always people are dumb, right? I'm not saying all these people are dumb. I'm saying saying it can be replaced.
1: I'm saying it can probably be replaced by something much more useful, which has been generally our opinion about things that are, you know, a use of your time. I think that, uh, popularity doesn't make something good. I have always said I'm interested in it. And that's why we're talking about it. That does not mean I think that it's good. And honestly, the reason I think it's, it's, uh, it continues to be around is because it has been around. I think it has the weight of history behind it. It's a thing that people are used to. And so it keeps going. I honestly think it kind of stops and ends there. You could replace it with so many similar things. And if you just repeated that for a long, long period of time, uh, because it comes from a time when, like, it, it, uh, I really see it very similarly to religions where it's just like, this is a wacky story that has, like, people don't question because it's been around forever. It had, it had a place at a certain time when we didn't have anything better to replace it and now it's just around because it's been around. You keep saying
0: like it could be replaced or it could be something else, but I don't think that's a valid criticism of it because Why? it's not something else and it hasn't been replaced. And like the Dude, this... same thing with Garfield. It hasn't been replaced and therefore it's good? No, we talked about all the reasons that Garfield is bad. I gave other good reasons. The only reason you give me for this thing being bad is that it uh, you think it could be replaced by something? you don't like the conceit of the industry and that it's not true to your standards like it's not science but you have to realize the
1: burden the burden of proof here lies on you you have to prove that it's good i don't have to prove that it's bad i'm just saying that it's kind of nothingness and you have to prove some sort of goodness we haven't checked that many boxes yet man what boxes what do you what, 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 what boxes are you talking about we're talking about the things that we've agreed on that make something good we've agreed that a thing that is bad is just like the absence of something. It's the absence of checking the boxes. And I'm saying I don't think you've checked that many boxes to make it good. I think you've described things. You've described things about it that uh, could be replaced by other things. You've described things that uh, therapy could do a better job of. You've described things that good entertainment can do a better job of. But I haven't heard anything that makes it like uniquely good.
0: I don't know what else to say then. I mean, I I think being given an additional perspective on your life on a daily basis, such mm-hmm. that you can Refocus and choose to appreciate something different about the world around you without having to go through the expense, time, or money wise to seek out a therapist or to do something else that one of these other unnamed things you are insisting could replace Um, and do a better job.
1: Any movie that moves you, any book that moves you, any podcast that moves you. Any cliche? Watch a morality play. <laughs> go to a therapist. Anything well, you, even you is would any agree sort that of people are moved by different things. Like Absolutely. you yourself.
0: Like I'm a podcast person. You totally. Know, I don't watch that many movies. You wouldn't say to me like, "Well, if you're really into these podcasts, just go watch a movie. They're better. They're going to move you more." Like that's not how this works. Some people are really moved by horoscopes.
1: That I can't argue with. It is a totally subjective thing, and everything's subjective, and we're just floating through space, so nothing matters. I agree with that part. But beyond that, if we're going to do, if we're going to go with the conceit of the show, then some things are better than other things. And I think there are so many things that are better,
0: like the list of things I just said. Well, so the, the reason that we do this show and the reason that I think it's meaningful to discuss whether something is good or bad, which we both agree is irrespective of how many people like it, mm-hmm. uh, is because I want to think about it in the terms of making my own things, right? Yes. Like, as a creator... I care whether I'm making something that is on this good or bad spectrum as much or more as I, as I care about something I'm making on this popular spectrum. Yeah. Those are two different studies. Uh, I think there's a ton to be learned from looking at the things people get out of horoscopes. And to me, that's one of my big, my big like internal check marks that is a clue of like, something is good here. Because like, the way they're written, I'm sure, is a very careful art form. And I'm not an expert on this, but I, I'm certain there are people that have their preferences for Horoscopes written by an individual person, or horoscopes published in one place versus another place. People have their preferences of one website over another. Uh, It is a craft, and I believe the craft is probably to provide the greatest amount of introspective and perspective in the fewest number of words. That is very direct about a person. Like it's yes, Matt. You could you could force yourself to get up every day and seek out a new poem and read new poems until you find one that affects you in some meaningful way, or here is this service, which is basically saying we're going to give you one thing a day, which, oh, by the way, it has ritual built right into it. Ritual is an amazing thing. Saying we're going to do this every single day and it's always going to be available to you mm-hmm. is a thing that also provides a lot of value. If this was just horoscopes, you could go randomly generate one for you know, for, whatever thing, uh, for whatever sign you were and just go look at one every, every time you wanted to, that would not be popular. That would not be good. It's good when you do it on a regular basis and you say, okay, today you get this one. This is the only one you get. You're going to get one every day. And it's going to be a thing that's going to let you change your perspective. All mm. of these creative decisions about this art form make it good. They make it successful. They make it affect people emotionally in ways that make it valuable to them, and they keep coming back to it. I would like to hear from people where it actually really honestly changes their
1: perspective. I really think it's much more similar to a pop song, an episode of Two and a Half Men, where you're distilling, like, you're basically coming up with some sort of formula to appeal to the most number of humans. I don't think that makes something good necessarily. I think it is. Uh, an interesting craft to be able to do that to write a pop song is a very interesting craft i don't think though that the greatest i don't think that like the most appealing pop song is uh an undeniably good thing just by default
0: i see, think there and, has to be he, other things here's, in where think, here's where i think here's where i disagree there is uh i see what you're saying you're right? saying
1: you're saying you don't think the most like you're you don't think the most popular you think the most popular
0: pop song is by default, undeniably good. No, that of course saying? not. No, I, oh, I, I'm okay. the one that's going to land on the very opposite side of that football field. And because when you look at pop music or you look at Two and a Half Men, those things are very often like appeals to like base senses, right? Like a pop song is good because it's got a 4-4 four, four beat and it does this thing and it's got some, you know, catchy line that you could stick and in I'm your head. And I'm saying
1: astrology is basically a 4-4 four,
0: four beat of human experience. I don't think it is. I think it's... Why? It, because there's so little sensory experience in some little words printed in a little box on a piece of paper. Like, they're not as popular as the latest Taylor Swift song. They're never going to be because they don't, they don't have that crutch to lean on. They're, they're affecting people with, with written language, which is one of the, like, uh, most... Uh, what's the word? one of like one of the purest methods of communication right there is no it's the same thing man it's just pushing buttons in your brain like the easiest buttons to
1: push a 4-4 beat does the same thing as like saying talking about your when you're gonna get married like it's the same thing i disagree it's just pushing it's just pushing like the easiest human buttons it's like sugar it's just hey you, you like salt oh yeah awesome reptile brain you like salt salt's therefore good that's basically your argument i think and i don't think it holds up
0: I mean, if I believed it was that, I would not be arguing for its goodness, because... I know
1: you don't think that, but I think think what you're doing is you're rationalizing uh, the idea that, like, you don't actually like astrology, but you have a lot of smart friends that do. I didn't say my friends were smart.
0: Don't put words in my mouth. Sorry, apologize. It's your
1: dumb (laughs) friends. (laughs) Your dumb friends who like astrology. You're trying to rationalize and make, make it an okay thing, when I think you just have a bunch of friends who are doing a dumb thing, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't think that makes the thing good.
0: I think it just makes you feel better about them. I'm not trying to rationalize. I started this journey trying to understand, uh, which was a a honest, like, why? Why are these people doing this thing? And no one gave me this reason I'm giving to you now. No one was like, oh, think about this and and a different perspective. Everyone's just like, the, the reason was just, I like it, I, I, whatever. And I, I haven't either, either haven't thought about it or I'm not willing to expose whatever depth of thought I've put to it to you because I don't care about what you think about me and please leave me alone at this party uh, or whatever it is. So here's the way we're gonna end this. Andy, I want you to give me your sign.
1: I'm going to read you your horoscope for today. We're going to
0: try this. I am, in fact, a cancer, which is the sign I gave as an example sign because I'm not sure I could name another sign. Okay, here we go. Ready? Ooh, Libra, that's one of them. I named a second sign.
1: Okay, I went to astrology.com, so I feel like this is obviously the source. And this this is today's horoscope, your daily horoscope for cancer. You are better prepared to come to the aid of people who are in need than anyone else is, right? Now. You're, You're the pre-
0: one in need. I'm coming to your I'm coming to your aid. That's what this you is. You are
1: better prepared to come to the aid of people who are in need than anyone else right now. That means you should be the first person to reach out and offer a helping hand when someone's in a tough spot. You have just the right amount of energy necessary to handle your own issues as well as the extra baggage that someone you care about has been lugging around. So it won't cause you any grief to see what you can do for someone else. The gratitude you receive Will blow your mind you're not giving me any gratitude see this didn't come true at all so here's the thing andy i maybe maybe that pushed all your buttons that's great this is just saying general nice things that push buttons make you feel good make you feel better about the world there's nothing wrong with that but i don't think there's something greater and deeper here i think it's
0: just salt salt for brains so Do you not believe in the idea that somebody affirming their value on a daily basis could give them real, real benefit in their life? To you, that's just somebody like binging on McDonald's if they do that?
1: I'm not going to insult them about it, but I don't think, look, it's nice, right? It's nice. I don't think it's amazing, but I think it's nice. It's the same, like, okay, it's doing the dishes. Like, it's just a, it's just a ritual that could be anything.
0: Here's what I heard in that horoscope you just read to me. Yeah, yeah. there's some extra words in there. There's some, there's some nice fluffy things, which maybe for some people are what they get out of it. What I heard there is, hey, you be the one to initiate a conversation with somebody in your life that might need help. Don't wait for them to ask for help. That's what I heard in there, mm-hmm. which is the thing that I would really love to be reminded of from time to time, uh, because that's a perfect thing where it's like, hey, your normal pattern might be to just, you know, kind of go through life and wait for someone to tell you if there's a problem. Today, do something different. Be the person that reaches out and actually takes a step above that. I think that's pretty common for horoscopes. Again, not having read very many of them. I think very often they're trying to say, like, this is the thing you usually do, and that may come across like a BS prediction from something that isn't backed by science or any kind of evidence to many people. Uh, But it also could be that everybody does mostly everything, right? Like, we all have days where we're quiet, we all have days where we're... And then that kind of averages is the kind of reason that it works out. but hey, today, break that pattern. Do something different. Uh, think about your life from a different perspective. Like, I, I get that. I get why somebody reads that, not because it's like pulp fiction or because it's like the, the gossip rag with all the celebrity, whatever, but because it actually does something for them and changes the way they look at the world, which is, what can we ask of our art if not to change the way we look at the world? I think it's basically just a bad TED talk. I think it's just... Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's
1: harmful. Like generally, it's probably it probably is harmful if it's uh, replacing something else that is undeniably good. But it's basically a bad TED talk, like giving you some stupid promise or giving you some trite statement that honestly, I feel like you can get anywhere. These are not things that I haven't heard before. That no, I couldn't get somewhere else. Like I'm sure it's When's nice. When's last
0: time someone told you to reach out to your friends that are in need and, st- and don't wait to be contacted? I don't know. Anytime I talk to my mom, like it's just that's that's a thing
1: that anyone. She just says, "Reach out to your little... mom. Don't
0: wait for your mom." to, talk to you. That's a little bit. <laughs> different. I'm
1: just saying, like it's it's a thing that anyone could tell you. It's a thing that everybody knows. I'm sure the same way. I'm sure it's nice to get a daily inspirational quote or whatever. I'm not going to say that's bad, but like I don't think it has some amazing, powerful uh effect and is i'm gonna say it's undeniably good it's it's another cliche that i'm sure i'm sure if you got a tattoo of, of your favorite cliche in your arm uh, it would be helpful to you in some way
0: but there's no way that its effects are astounding it's very clear that the effects are not astounding for you but i don't think anything you said there discounts the fact that somebody else this may be a thing that they get a lot of value out of like you approach the world in a certain way, and Matt, for all intents and purposes, I approach that world in basically exactly the same way, right? Like, again, I'm not going to get read my horoscope every day. Uh, if I read it, it would just go right through the sieve of my brain to get out of the way so I could think about, you know, how the sun reflects off the atmosphere or something stupid, uh, because that's what I am focused on. It's how my brain works. It's what I want to think about. But you saying that, like, it seems like a dumb cliche to me, Matt, doesn't mean that to somebody else it is not extremely meaningful. And the other thing is, it, you it's impossible for you or anybody else to answer this question, but I really would love to know how much less you'd be hostile towards this if it didn't have the underpinnings of the kind of hocus-pocus this is where the planets were when you were born, whatever. Oh, I'm sure it'd be like
1: 90 percent less hostile, and then I'd be left with the 10 percent where I'm just kind of like,
0: "Oh, that's kind of harmless and dumb." Because think about this: I would argue that this system was designed by some individual or group of people over time. And that if you were to come out with a new system that said, Hey, the movement of stars doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you were born. Here's just the one daily thing everyone gets to read and, you know, think about in their own lives. That would not be as successful. And it wouldn't not be as successful because people really do believe that the, you know, the gravity on Jupiter is changing their, their birth fate. Uh, But instead thinking that, you are the same as everybody else out there uh, is a thing that doesn't register, It, it, it doesn't stick its way into the human brain the same way that wanting to be individualized is. And instead, basically breaking up the whole population into what is essentially arbitrary chunks, but also, I'm sure we could argue are not actually arbitrary at all. You've read Malcolm Gladwell books, you know, the month in which you were born and how much that affects your prospects at for example, being a professional hockey player or something else and all sorts of other things about your life because it is actually meaningful when you're born. Let's mm-hmm. ignore that for a moment. Let's ignore that it is actually meaningful, what sign you are in a scientific way. Uh, and instead just say that separating people out into these chunks uh, allows you to find your own individual voice amongst a big group of people and allows you to compare things and like, seek individuality in a way that made this thing successful. The design of this system, we're going to print These 12 different things every day, even if it was just, we're going to put them on a cycle, and in four weeks, whatever was Cancer is now Libra, and then in four more weeks, whatever that was now Sagittarius, that doesn't matter. What's valuable is that we separated this, and having that separation provides value in and of itself.
1: See, all I'm hearing is, it doesn't matter if you trick someone into something, as long as you trick someone into something good.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, you know what, I'll stand by that.
1: Okay. So I don't
0: so the think the way I take that people is, is it, doesn't necessarily, matter,
1: it doesn't matter if you trick someone into some cliche dumb
0: stuff. Just make sure you get them into that cliche well, dumb where, stuff. Where do you draw the line at trick, Matt? Is making somebody sad over fictional characters that don't exist, did you trick them into being sad? Like, what is a trick? Well, if it's under the guise of fiction, it's not a trick. You just don't, you just don't like it because they, they have this story about the planets. If you could just somehow let go of that and just recognize that somebody writes words on paper that mm-hmm. go to print... That affect people in meaningful ways and make them change the outlook on their life in ways that makes their life better. You'd be able to accept this as a good thing, but because somebody somewhere was like, "Oh, "Oh, I I still think I accept it's a
1: good thing." I think I'd accept it as a kind of like harmless thing, and it's fine. Like I'd be like, "Ah, harmless and fine." The The reason I get heated about it is because it's under the guise of science, and I think things that under the guise of science uh and are not are harmful in the world what makes and it I'm under the guise of science that they have an explanation for it that you need to explain it as pseudoscience before it was uh look there there are plenty of times if you go through this wiki page there are plenty of times where it was seen as science and there's a, re- there's yeah, a reason before there's a we had section. science <laughs> yes i know and there's so there's a reason there's a whole section explaining why it's pseudoscience because people have misconceptions about it and people having misconceptions about it is a problem much like- how is it a problem? Okay, uh, anti-vaccination. Oh, it's not actually
0: a science. That's it's just not, some... but that's not happening here. You can't compare it to an actually harmful faith-based thing and say that this I is harmful I think it's just because... a
1: scale of stuff.
0: I think it's just a scale from like
1: actual harmful behavior to not so harmful behavior. But the, the thing that got you in is the same thing. And that's, that's a harmful starting point.
0: Well, we can talk someday about whether or not faith is inherently bad and inherently Oh, that know, would be an interesting wrong. Because uh, I, think, I but, think
1: to say take something, like, I think if you're if you're coming in under the guise that something is science, you've been fooled, and now you're in, I think that's a generally harmful thing to do to people.
0: But when you say someone's under the guise that it's science, do yes. you just mean they believe it, and if they believe it, they must think it's science? Or do you mean that the word science is being used as a weapon to try and trick people that believe in actual science and thinking this is that? Or do you mean that the very fact that they have an explanation for it, which is not... Hey, we just made it up, everybody. It's okay. That makes it science. Which of those three things?
1: Well, none of them make it science. I think all three are harmful, though.
0: But I'm, I'm saying I don't think it's any of those. <laughs> like it, it, it is not when like it's, the,
1: when talking to a person that says, "Oh yeah, I don't believe any of it. It's just a silly thing I do." Then it's like, "Oh yeah, generally harmless." If it's a person who says, "Oh, I totally believe the science of that," and you're like, "Oh, now harmful." So
0: even if we let's let's even let's assume long tail, right? Let's yeah. assume there are some people out there that are going to you know, not eat for a day if their uh, horoscope tells them to fast, or they're not going to get in a car to drive to their job interview if it says that you're prone to accidents today. Let's assume those extremists exist. Yeah. uh, Which seems like a fairly safe assumption given the scope and expanse of humanity. How many people need to get benefit out of it before you'll forgive some of those people, right? Like, scientists die in labs all the time trying to test things and figure things out. You don't say that all science is bad because somebody got killed by dropping a beaker of acid or something. like there it's the fact that some people take it too far does not make it a bad thing
1: there's no there's no way to know what that what the actual number is so i can't uh, my point is it's not a number answer. you're not going to say like oh is,
0: this one tips it over and now it's a bad thing and before it was a good thing but there there's not is, a threshold
1: there is this idea that well there isn't this idea i feel pretty strongly that uh the kind of the kind of middle of a thing can justify the extremes like someone sitting someone sitting in the middle of a religious argument that justifies the extreme that says, "Hey, these people can't get married, these people can't have rights. these people can't do this that is I see that as a generally harmful thing. It's like, oh, you're supporting this idea that is hurting many people and the extremes of this movement because you're basically supporting the entire movement in just just a little bit, but what you're actually supporting is the entire thing, and you need to let that go because it's hurting more people uh." But just because you see it as kind of harmless and meaningless and you don't actually believe it doesn't mean that it's not doing harm in the world. Okay, So, like, so do you, I don't do think you, astrology is doing that. But I think that general behavior, I think that general
0: behavior is a bad thing in the world. That so I don't want to, I don't want to support it. Matt.
1: I don't want to support it in
0: uh, just because it's trivial. That behavior happens with everything in ways that are far less trivial. You and I are both talking on Macintosh computers that were for a very long time and possibly still are made by horrible labor practices across the planet from us. Would you would you discount somebody that uh, says that running for exercise is a great thing because some people choose to run super marathons and die trying to run 100 miles through the desert? Like, no, people th- take things too far. There are extremes of things. Nothing is completely pure and perfect. That is not a reason to say something is bad. The fact that somebody somewhere might be taking a horoscope or astrology way too far is a completely ridiculous argument for why it is bad. Well, I don't,
1: I, I actually don't agree with that, but... I also don't think I'm... I, again, I don't think I need to argue that it's bad. I think you just need to argue that it's
0: good, and I don't think you've done that yet. I think I did a very good job of that, and we will put it to our listeners.
1: <laughs> so I think what we need is... We need to mellow out for a second. We, we're definitely not agreeing on this one. Ah! But maybe our listeners can find us at Real RealGoodBadShow on Twitter and tell us what they think. And I would love to hear from people who really believe in astrology. I would love to, people, I would love to hear from people... Who just like it for fun, and uh, they can tell us why they like it and why they read it every day, and if actually has a positive effect on their life, or it's just a fun stupid thing that they do. I would like to hear all these things. You find us at Real Good Bad Show on Twitter, and then you also you find us on iTunes and you give us a good review because I yelled at Andy for an hour. That's what you and, and like you, about the show.
0: You are you know too that our listenership is predisposed to thinking the way that we think, so you know that you are throwing softballs. You're throwing softballs to the chorus here, there. I'm going to put this be, right here.
1: If you find us on iTunes, give us a five-star
0: review if you agree with me and not Andy. I'm going to post this episode on every astrology Reddit and astrology forum I can find to get other people to actually respond to you and talk about how monstrous you are. You are such a monster for not being able to understand somebody else's perspective.
1: I do know. Here's what I'm saying. As I've said a million times. I don't think I. Don't, I think it's generally harmless. I think if you take it too far, it's harmful. But generally, it's probably kind of uh, pointless <gasps> and silly. Oh, so, you, you came so not, close to saying good, but then you didn't. Wouldn't let yourself. No, you I didn't knew. say. I was definitely not gonna say good. I don't know why you thought that was gonna come out. Uh, I think it. You were gonna do it. Kind of silly. That's fine. It's okay to do silly stuff. It's also okay to watch House Hunters. Doesn't make it good. I'm not saying doesn't it makes it good. The fact that it affects
0: people's lives. What makes it good? Ah.
1: I don't. I don't actually believe you. I don't even. Your think argument you, amounts to I don't, to I don't like the you. fact
0: that they explained it in a way that sounds to me like it resembles science, and also it doesn't affect me at all, and I don't understand why someone else would be affected by it. It's a cliche.
1: I don't need an argument. I can stand at the same point I stood at from the beginning of the episode and just say, Andy,
0: for someone who doesn't I, need no an argument, forward. you did an awful lot of talking on this episode trying to point out how all the great points I was making were not good.
1: Well, yeah, I have to just make sure it's clear that you haven't checked the box. You have not checked the box. Oh, I checked so many
0: boxes. I'm over here checking
1: boxes like crazy. You haven't checked any boxes. I'm a box checker!